I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. Thank you for joining us through our podcast. Let me extend a personal invitation as well to join us at RRPC in person on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. This is the Easter season. We explore together resurrection hope as a people of faith. The Lord has risen. The Lord has risen indeed. May you be renewed and empowered, comforted and challenged as we listen to and for God's Word together today. Hi, I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church, and thanks for joining in to our sermon podcast today. We hope you find God's love, grace, and challenge as you listen to and for God's Word. The New Testament lesson this morning comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Listen for the word of the Lord. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath, like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him, in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thinking about this passage, it it always comes up to me whenever this comes around. I think about Captain Z-Man. Captain Z-Man was a really a made-up person based on someone else, really. Captain Z-Man was really my Greek professor in undergrad. I had him more than anyone I've ever taken in class in that manner. I had him for six semesters straight. When you do Greek in that school, it starts off, uh, it's two-semester class, and it's five days a week for Greek one, and five days a week in the second semester. Then when you go to Greek 2, it's three days a week, three days a week, both semesters. Third year, two days, two days. And as you can imagine, you spend a lot of time with a, with a professor. Well, Professor Z-Man was, was an amazing guy. He taught English in Greece for about four years, so he had a really incredible command of the language both ways. And he was, he was always helpful to students. He was one of those professors that just totally went out of his way to, to be there for us. But as a matter of fact, when, when we got to the second semester of third year Greek, we, we started out with like 22 students in Greek one, first semester. By the time we got to the third year, second semester, there were two of us. There were two left. 
Um, and, and, but he, he still held the class. He, you know, he put it there for us. But he cared for you no matter who you were. He would even welcome folks who were down on their luck into his home. To stay there in his home until they got back on their feet. He was just always that kind of guy. But as amazing as he was, conversely, he, he was equally a train wreck as well. His clothes were the clothes that the, the, the ones you take to the Salvation Army, they throw away. His jacket always had this ink stain on it. His left shoe, his loafers, always flopped because the sole had separated. You could know when he was coming down the hall. <laughs> That's Captain Z-Man. And his car, it was this green car, and uh, the, the, the belt was loose on it. And so whenever it cranked up, you thought there was a Cessna out in the parking lot. And you always knew when he was leaving campus because you'd hear that car go, whoop, 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 you know. <laughs> it was like, Z-Man's on the way out. But he didn't care about that stuff. The other side of it, too, is welcoming strangers into his home, in theory, is an amazing Christ-like thing to do. Except his wife really resented him for it. And his family did too. So it made for great stress at home. And his daughter, while he had this incredible relationship and engaging with us who were students, he couldn't relate to his daughter in any way, shape, or form. And then, you know, Greek class, you know, once it starts off big and gets small and you're there, Terry Nottingham was the other person besides me that hung in there with him to the last semester. So we had really gotten to know this guy really well and, and just loved him to death. And, you know, when you're sitting around for hours on end discussing the pluriperfect tense of the Greek, you get to know one another pretty well. And so one day we were sitting in the school cafeteria or the cafe, and his ink jacket was there, his floppy loafers on. And in this moment of complete brokenness, he just shared with us, hey, the college wants to get rid of me because I don't fit their image of what a professor should look like. You know, we were, we were stunned, first of all, that we were being told this as students, and second, that, that they could even imagine to get rid of this guy. And, I, and, you know, I didn't even know what to say. I just said, what? That's the only word that came out of my mouth, like, meaning, what are you going to do? What do you want us to do? What? And the only thing he said, and this stuck with me all these years later, he just said, Tigar, Karate, Sesamenoi. And Terry and I knew what he meant. And what he said was, For by grace you have been saved. That's the only thing he said. For by grace you have been saved. In the middle of all his selflessness, in the middle of all his brokenness, For by grace, you have been saved. Wow. And maybe that's what the writer is doing here today. When he's writing to this church back in Ephesus, this church is there, these Ephesians, they were people, they were, they were like us, 
They weren't Jews growing up. They didn't have the faith. They were just, as he said, y'all were dead. Y'all were dead in your sin. Maybe these members of this congregation are just too caught up in all of their stuff. Let's just say it that way. Their own past, their own brokenness, their own stuff. Say, hey, hey, he tells them, you were dead in your trespasses or your debts, as we talked about Wednesday night. Your sins. That's the way you once lived. All of us were like that, the writer tells us. Every single one of us. Every one of us were children of wrath. Just like everybody else. But, this great conjunction right there. This conjunction sticking one part to the other. That's what you were. But, this is what you are now. God. God, rich in mercy out of his great love for all of us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive, made us alive with Christ Jesus. By grace, you have been saved. And just in case the reader misses it, the writer circles back around two verses later and says it again. By grace, you have been saved through faith. Our brokenness may haunt us, but God has made us alive. Whatever was back there is all covered up, buried, put under by God's grace. There's nothing we can do about it. It has just been handed to us. Handed to us. Like someone hands you this unexpected gift, a gift out of nowhere. Christ, Right there for you. Ephesians reminds us of the sheer grand notion of God's mercy, God's love, God's kindness, God's grace. Which has brought about this altered state of existence for each and every one of us. It reminds us of this stark difference within us all. There was brokenness. But in Christ, there's this wholeness. You were dead, but not anymore. Because of Christ and his grace, you're not there now. You're in a new place. You were broken, but now only because of God and Christ, you're put back together. You're made whole. We live in a broken world. It's easy to see sometimes. We live in broken and and. This guy named Eugene O'Neill knew that really firsthand. O'Neill was an American playwright. He was born in 1888. His mother was an emotionally fragile woman who never recovered from the death of her second child, her second son, who died when he was just two years old. The birth of her third son, Eugene, was very difficult and she became a morphine addict because of it. So as you can imagine, with these circumstances, O'Neill's childhood was not the best. Eugene O'Neill suffered from depression, alcoholism, was married three times. He disowned his daughter for marrying Charlie Chaplin, of all people. She was 18 and he was 54. He never saw her again 
after that. He had distant relationships with his two sons. One of them was an alcoholic. The other one was a heroin addict. They both committed suicide. And Eugene O'Neill died in 1953 at the age of 65. Given the pain of his life, and especially interesting, I think, from a broken man, some of the words that he wrote. He wrote this. Man is born broken. He lives by mending. The, God, the grace of God is glue. The grace of God is glue. Wow. From such a broken man and a broken life. Man is born broken. He lives by mending. The grace of God is glue. There's no event, no relationship, no person, no circumstance that exists outside the potential of being made whole. Held together by God's grace when the kingdom of God burst into our lives. And there's no circumstance in your own life that God cannot redeem or make whole and piece back together. The grace of God is glue. That's what Ephesians is telling us today. No matter the brokenness you have, for by grace you have been saved. It's what you were. This is what you are. There are many stories of brokenness in the lives of our congregation because whenever you get people together, there's one thing you're going to find out. There's hurt in everyone. Folks who visit and come with their own stories of brokenness show up at this place. But deeper and wider and greater than any of our stories is the grace of God sustaining us here in the world, in this world of brokenness. And it makes all things whole. It glues things back together. That's what God's grace does. Think about the people in your life Think about family, think about friends, and think even about the people who are at work or at school who cause you pain. Do not call any names out, please. <laughs> think of the people who annoy you. Here's something that we might want to take with us. There's a treasure buried in each of them. At any moment, they might be transformed by God's grace, bursting open into their lives, just as we all have been transformed by God's grace. This is what you were, but this is what you are. And that can happen to each and every one of us. You were dead, now you're alive. It also works in others as well. Because it's not us, remember? The writer in Ephesians tells us, <laughs> you didn't do anything. It's God's grace. So today, surrender your brokenness to God's grace. Let go of the worries and the anxieties to the best you can that overwhelm you. Let go of the prejudices that you hold against others. Or at least when these things rear their ugly heads in your life and haunt you or remind you of who you were 
We were dead. I was dead. We were dead. But not any longer. Not any longer. We are alive because of the grace of God. Nothing we could do to earn it. Man is born broken. He lives by mending. The grace of God is glue. Rocky River Presbyterian Church. Live by mending. Tegar karate sesosamenoi. For by grace you have been saved. The grace of God is glue. May it hold us all together. Amen. Let us stand and affirm that which we believe. Our affirmation of faith today is from a brief statement of faith. We trust in God, whom Jesus called Abba Father. In sovereign love, God created the world good and makes everyone equally in God's image, male and female, of every race and people, to live as one community. Loving us still, God makes us heirs with Christ of the covenant. Like a mother who will not forsake her nursing child, like a father who runs to welcome the prodigal home, God is faithful still. With believers in every time and place, we rejoice that nothing in life or in death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
seated. Let us pray. Eternal, loving, gracious God. This is Neil Carter thanking you once again for listening to our podcast at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. You can also visit us at our website, complete with our online donations for those wishing to give. Come check us out at our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter. Or if you're in the Harrisburg, North Carolina area, feel free to drop in and visit us in person. Thanks again for being with us today.